0: Welcome to the Steelers Depot live stream here on this Tuesday, almost said Monday, but it is a Tuesday, December 26th. Appreciate you guys being here. I am Alex Kazor. As always, joining me is Dave Bryan here on Tuesday. Of course, decided to not do so on Christmas for our own sake and schedules and probably yours as well, but still wanted to try to keep on a relative schedule throughout the week and talk about this great win over the Bengals on Saturday 34 to 11 Pittsburgh eight and seven on the season back in the playoff race Dave how you doing thanks for being here
1: yeah, happy holidays to everybody. Thank you for everybody to everybody for joining us uh, again. And uh, man, we get to talk or a, a, a follow up a win and a big win at that. Uh, haven't been able to do that in quite
0: some time. A much better mood here today than the last couple of live streams. A reminder, Dave and I are here until 8 p.m. Eastern Time. For an hour, answering as many Steelers questions as possible. We'll try to get to every single one. If you want a guarantee of your question being asked and answered by Dave and myself, you can send us a super chat and become the next person in line. No obligation to do so, but we appreciate them all the same. You guys see top of the screen as of right now. Mason Rudolph, the presumed starter, although Kenny Pickett potentially could still be in the mix. Of practice this week, basically. Mike Tomlin saying on Tuesday they'll run the same schedule as last week. Rudolph getting starter reps, Rudolph being, or Pickett being monitored, excuse me, and going from there. So, we'll start things off, and before I do that, just if you guys could like this video and bring in more of Steelers Nation, we would appreciate that. We'll start here with Ronald Hall with a comment, which we'll read to start things off. Says, happy holidays team, great Steelers win, and the best Christmas gift this season. Could not agree more, Ronald, thank you for stopping by. Joey Jr. says, Alex and Dave, Mason Rudolph was the best quarterback all weekend. Wow, what a hell of a game for Mason Rudolph. I hope he can take the job. Uh, Looks like he's, I mean, I I know Tomlin has the caveat of, you know, Pickett's health, but that's going to be covered, you know, to, to give him permission to start Rudolph without having this, you know, Pickett's been benched or a healthy Pickett is losing out to Rudolph. Is that your read of the situation? Basically, is there any way in which Rudolph is not starting this weekend?
1: It doesn't feel like it with everything that Tomlin said and didn't say and the line of questioning and uh, the factors involved with. You can still point to the Kenny Pickett uh, health uh, overall and the way he was handled in practice last week and obviously ultimately ruled out uh, on on the injury report. Uh, That's my to me, it would it would be it would take something kind of seismic. It feels like. Uh, At this point, but to to Tomlin's uh, credit, look, that that thing probably went uh, as good for him, Mm -hmm. Mike Mike Tomlin, and about as probably close to as one would probably predict it would have went. Uh, with 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 the way he handled that press conference today, uh, overall, because once again we talked about this on the podcast. Uh, first, don't envy don't envy the the decision that he has to make, but you can bet that it would. Uh, uh, however, the rest of this week plays out, it'll be split and divided and uh, talked about and overanalyzed from every single angle and uh, the politics involved of if Kenny ends this week as anything but out on the injury report, you do kind of open up, uh, the line of questioning of, Oh, does this mean the Steelers have given up on, on, on Kenny? there is, you know, there is that road. And some people will go down that road anyway, uh, mm-hmm. as far as analyzing this, but as long as he, he has, the, the crutch of Kenny Pickett not being 100% uh, to use, it always kind of gives him a, 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 a back door to get out, if that makes sense there. So, yeah, I think based on everything he said and didn't say today, it certainly does feel like Mason Rudolph's going to be the quarterback against the Seahawks at the very least.
0: The good news is this has not become much of a story. People just go, okay, Pickett's still working his way back. Rudolph's going to get the start. He looked good. Yeah, we can all buy that, accept that. And that's, as you said, the ideal outcome from the optics of it all for Mike Tomlin. Listen, if Kenny Pickett's not going to start this game, he's not going to dress for this game. I can't see a scenario in which Kenny Pickett is the, you know, dressed backup quarterback in this game. It'll be Trubisky as the backup Pickett um, inactive or maybe emergency third quarterback, something like that. But it's either going to be Pickett starting or him not dressing, and it's very likely to be the latter.
1: Here's the thing, too, that he effectively did, if you think about it, uh, the way he handled that press conference today. The Seahawks, to some degree, have to possibly prepare for all three quarterbacks, to some degree.
0: True. Yeah, at least least Pickett versus Rudolph in terms of the starter.
1: Right, and... For all they know, Kenny Pickett could still be the backup. So, or, and Mitch could be the backup. So, mm-hmm. you know, to you know, obviously they're probably going to pick one and focus focus on that. But in reality, they better—they're probably going to have to look at some Trubisky tape and some Pickett tape right. throughout the week.
0: And even. If the health cover is not good enough, Tomlin can say, well, he was healthy, but the reps weren't there. He wasn't getting the team reps early in the week, and we wanted to make sure he was fully ready to be prepared, and that's why he didn't play. So even if you put the health thing aside from a rep standpoint, you could still have that out. Now, if Rudolph plays well again, and they win again, then week 18, what happens then? Different story. But for now, I think Tomlin has one week of coverage to stick with Rudolph. All right. All right, let's get to some questions here. Raged ea 2 says, Evening, Dave and Alex, do you have a plan for the Steelers' next Super Bowl? Special live streams, articles, etc. I imagine it would be the craziest two weeks of Steelers Depot history. I'm sure it would. I wish that time felt closer than it probably does. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, RagedEA, that we would have some special things. The site, when the site was in its infancy for the, the Packers' Super Bowl, Bowl in 2010, was there? You remember what that time was like for the site, and it was a much different site then compared to now. But what was that time like?
1: Oh, no, it went yeah, it, there was no live streams or, <laughs> or, or pod, it podcasted even, I don't think, start until uh, right around 2010, uh, right in there. So, uh, I mean, we're talking, I mean, you're asking me to remember something 13 <laughs> years years ago.
0: Hey, it's <laughs> either you won't uh, remember it at all or you'll have the most vivid yeah, memory possible. So it was a coin flip question. I,
1: I, I really don't have much memory other than just uh, probably... Uh, you know, writing, obviously writing posts about it. I mean, we didn't have near, you know, obviously near the staff and people were, were you did you weren't even writing no. for the site no, then, not. were you? Uh, I I just don't remember, but I mean, obviously it wasn't, it wasn't over the top. Now, what would we do the next one? I mean, we'd, we'd obviously cover it from every angle and, uh, and we've, we've had kind of minor discussions that for some odd known reason, if, they were to make it this year, uh, uh, you know, I I suppose we could probably very easily get somebody like Joe Clark credentialed for it and fly him out here or something. So it would be a good problem to have.
0: It would, and if you're looking at your screen right now, we can read the recap article that Dave Bryan wrote on February 6, 2011, Mm. Steelers lose the Packers 31-25 in Super Bowl XLV. Recap, it starts with the phrase, where to start? You set me
1: up here!
0: (laughs) You know, whenever we ask these questions, we have to go find the answers to them, so we can read about those don't write.
1: I don't write good now. I (laughs) I can only imagine how bad this, this one's written.
0: Anthony Madison apparently picked on in that game, and you called that going into it. So there you go, a little trip down memory lane. I think our next uh, version of the Steel Super Bowl recap and coverage will be a little more expansive than that. All right, let's go to the next question here. Matt Bell says, hi, Alex and Dave. Hope you had a good Christmas going into the 2024 season. Are you happy with Landon Roberts, Quan, Alexander, and Cole Holcomb as our starting inside linebackers? Health is kind of the, the big question. Right now, Alexander with the Achilles, the second torn one of his career. Thirty years old, it's hard to really trust what he may offer. His play was really good before getting hurt. Um, you know, Holcomb will be back, and I imagine fully healthy at some point in the spring, somewhere around there. I- I'm okay though with Holcomb and Roberts being the starters next year. There still might be a look towards the future and more of a, you know, stud type of guy potentially, but. You know, Roberts has played exceptionally well. Unfortunately, he's hurt now, too. But I'm, I'm I'm OK with a healthy Holcomb and Roberts as my starting duo next season.
1: Here's the thing. Robert, uh, let's see, Roberts is under contract, right? That through
0: 2024. Year. Yeah, through next right. year. Uh,
1: so that uh, uh, Quan is not under contract, right. though. Right.
0: And with the Achilles, it's, you know, the, don't know what you're going to get on the other side of the injury.
1: Right. Plus, it's probably going to take a little while for him to over overcome that. You would think that if they brought him back coming off of a second Achilles, it'd be another uh, cheap uh, one year deal and probably not much, if any, uh, guaranteed money within that. Uh, I still think that it's time that this I mean, it's time for this team to address the position in the draft, I think.
0: Right. But with so many other needs that may have higher importance, you may kind of get lost for a season. Yeah, but it depends on who's there and free agency and all those variables that we can't predict right now. Raged EA again says another random question. Alex, can you expand a bit on your lateral based offense theory? I don't think I've ever heard (laughs) it laid out and why it would work. Uh, It's it's a half a joke, but it's half serious. It's just, you know, an offense that is built to some degree around plays with laterals practice them the way that you practice running normal routes. We see laterals hook and ladder in. Some of the stuff that Kelsey does, obviously the whole you know lateral to Tony that, that got called back, defense is trying to plan for it, expect it. If, if you just have a couple plays that are tried and true, you're not going to fumble as much as you, as you think, and if you practice with the guys that you really trust, uh, I think it could work. I think it could, it could be a really cool wrinkle the way that the Wildcat was a cool wrinkle that had teams fooled for about a season.
1: I don't know. First thing that uh, pops in my head is the ball being on the ground.
0: I know, I know
1: <laughs> more more than you want it to. <laughs> These
0: could be short toss. I mean, I'm not saying that you're throwing across the field like the end of of a play, but you know, just you know, right next to a guy, two routes that are very close, and you lateral it, you know, quickly, something like that. I, I think there's a there's a market there. Somebody should try it.
1: I get nervous enough now when you see some of this jet motion in front of the quarterback <laughs> and he tosses it instead of hands it off, which is I uh, you know uh, theoretically a pass at that point. You know, uh, I, I get nervous enough seeing some of these wide receivers bobble those.
0: I'm just saying it's it. Someone's going to use it. The Chiefs will use it for a playoff game again. and It'll be great. And uh, someone's going to pick it up and try to run with it. All
1: right, All right. Jonathan
0: Mason, what fuels the cult of Kenny Pickett? Is it because he was picked in the first round or because he went to Pitt? I don't know if there's a cult of Kenny Pickett. I think he was under a lot of criticism uh, throughout the season. And I think most people are pretty happy that Rudolph is going to be the starter. So I'm not even seeing that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are some out there, as there will be for anything. And to answer that question the best that I can, I think, A, because, you know, he's the first-round guy. You have kind of your franchise claimed into him, and you hope this guy can work out. And then the hate of Matt Canada became the defense of Kenny Pickett. And so that's kind of been the the guy that you had been turning to before he was fired to say why Pickett was struggling. It's not Pickett's fault. It's It's the scheme's fault. It's Canada's fault.
1: I think you can rubber stamp this across all fan bases with with, you know, uh, specific you know first, second round quarterbacks and all. Now there is the element of the uh, uh, University of Pittsburgh product uh, tied into that, which is, is probably which is obviously a little bit different than you see around the league here. But uh, here, here's the thing, too. You've got a lot of people that 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 uh, put their put their uh, flag in the ground, if you will, the moment he was drafted. Right. So Mm -hmm. those people are going to, uh, that's, that's the hill they're going to die on, you know, uh, uh, within that. So, uh, I, I don't think it's probably as a whole, if you look across fan bases, I don't think the, the, the reaction is any different, uh, overall here. You got people that firmly, you know, uh, believe in him that have had had their had their you know flag in the hill since day one, and then you have uh, others that uh, weren't uh, 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 picket fans right right from the start thought thought it was a bad pick, and now they 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 want to rise up and and try to have their moment, and then you have the others that maybe started off on Pickett that have you know kind of bailed at this point, and uh, I mean you're seeing more and more by the week of oh boy, the Steelers need to draft another quarterback now, mm. you know, uh, uh, by the week. And then, like you said, you have another uh, faction of the fan base it, that say, well, let's, uh, you know, it, it's all on Matt Canada. You know, it's all on the offensive scheme at this point. So that that's why I think you see the, the, the areas of division that you see right now.
0: No, I agree. Good answer there. Mike Adesso says, Merry Christmas, everyone. Between our center and long snapper, I counted at least nine below-average snaps last game. This is a continuous problem. How has this not yet been addressed? It's not a good sign. And goes on to say the holding and the snaps are the issues. That Cole, Kuntz, and Presley Harvin all need to, need to go today. Dave Mike Tomlin asked about Cole snapping, working on the side. Gave the answer, basically, we expect that from him, routine stuff. Are you still concerned with some of these issues?
1: I mean, I, 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 you know, when, it, when the next one happens, yes, obviously, you know, and, and in between, anytime you have a quarter, you know, that can did di- quarterback uh, that can dis- disrupt the play when you have something low like that, you know, uh, throws, can throw it all. we see, we've seen that, uh, more than our fair share of times this year where it's ruined plays, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, that way. So, I mean, you know, you rep it in practice as much as you can and you go from there, uh, you know, it would, it would make for an interesting study. It would be a time consuming study to go all, you know, to pick out, you know, say the Ravens center, Linda Baum, and, uh, the chief center and, and watch every game of theirs and try to compare, you know, how many were extremely volatile snaps, you know, and, and mm-hmm. until you really have some, because they all do it, right. you know, uh, and, uh, you know, how how to measure the percentage of uh, vo- you know, the volatility, I guess. Uh, now, one is too many, but where does it go from there? You know, so look, here's the thing. I, I got a feeling this is the last year you're going to see Mason Cole as a starter at, at, at center.
0: Seems going that way. He's been a bit better since the first month of the season. Although I, I say that it's really a run blocker. The pass protection's been iffy, and the snapping has been regressing. But I think you talk about a position that you want to find that guy for. Talk about Pittsburgh Steelers. You talk about you know legacy centers. They're gonna need somebody like that as they continue to kind of turn over this offensive line and try to round things out. Um, yeah, it's it's a good point. You know, you're right. Every center's gonna you know have some missnaps snaps, and when you're watching. If you're a Steelers fan watching the Bills and there's a slightly low snap, you don't even really, doesn't even register because you're not invested in the game. It's different whenever Mason Cole does it. But but this is more than what it should be. I think it's safe and fair to say that there has been an issue with his snaps consistently being low. So bottom line, though, is like it or not, they're not benching Mason Cole with two weeks left with no real replacement for him, no natural center replacement. They're not cutting Presley Harvin at this point in the season. You're riding with these guys till the end.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Appreciate you guys being here. 84 in the chat. If you guys could like this video, maybe get to 100, would really, uh, really appreciate that. Go through our questions. AB says, the best thing that can happen going forward the next five years, Mason plays okay-ish in a tight win against Seattle and then Pickett starts and plays like trash against Baltimore's backups in an eliminating loss, yes or no. I mean, to say five years based off of two games is, you know, it just. I wish I had that kind of foresight. I, I don't think Pickett... I think Pickett playing poorly is not the best thing. The best thing is Kenny Pickett plays great coming back, and you ride that going forward. I, I think his point is basically saying, you know, Pickett plays really poorly, may compel this team to move on from him if you're convinced that Pickett's not the guy. And I'm not convinced Pickett's the guy, to be clear. But, I mean, answer that question, I, I don't think about what's the best thing for five years. I'm just trying to think about... Game on Sunday. You know? <laughs> that's
1: all. I, I'm wondering which. You know, that's where I'm at right now. Okay, he did it. Uh, Mason did it. once Go out there and do it again. Uh, that's where I'm at, uh, at at this thing. And I keep going back to in my head about uh, Mike Tomlin talking about football justice and Kenny Pickett and all. Uh, you know, even if if even if you know, uh, let's say the Steelers lost to the Seahawks on Sunday and then for all practical purposes, if they're not officially eliminated, they're, uh, you know, on, on life support at that point, uh, that obviously gives you a good enough reason to go back to Kenny Pickett against uh, Baltimore for a regular season finale. But then at that point, are, would, what Baltimore team uh, are you facing at that point? You know, they are they going to be playing their starters and how will that game be looked at because of what's on the other side of football? So are you really going to even get a good measurement uh, right. out of that game for Kenny Pickett, unless the Baltimore Ravens play, play all their starters there. So uh, at, 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 at this point, And look, I I think we're going to find out early in the off season when we get into pro days and all like that, how serious or not serious this team, uh, might be as far as chasing a quarterback, uh, in the draft, my gut right now, and, and this is based only on how Mike Tomlin has talked about Kenny Pickett since day one and on, on into where we're at right now, uh. I I think organizationally they are willing to at least give this another year shot with him.
0: I agree. Just to to sidebar off of that in the comments from, for a moment, I'm seeing a lot of people on my timeline at least suggest that even if the Ravens have the one seed locked up by Week 18, they're still going to play their starters to try to you know play spoiler in a sense against Pittsburgh. I can't see that happening. I mean, they would of course love to eliminate the Steelers, but they would love to have Lamar Jackson healthy More than they would love to eliminate Pittsburgh. So I think if they had that thing locked up, I mean, the only other thought would be if they don't want their guys to be rusty and there's that kind of debate, the rest guys, you get the bye week, all that, but I think they're going to rest their top guys.
1: I would think so as well too. And who was it? Queen. Uh, another safety, Kyle Hamilton went down. It'd be interesting to uh, see if he's healthy enough to play uh, against the Dolphins. But do you even want to mess with that, right? You know, especially mm-hmm. if you got into a meaningless game with a guy that's had had sort of the, some of the the recent issues that Kyle Hamilton has had uh, there. So that that's one player you could. Yeah, if I'm horrible, hey, ain't yeah. no way he's playing in a meaning meaningless game. No way do I put Lamar Jackson out there. Uh, uh, and uh, you know, Stanley uh, has been kind. Of, they've been trying to limp him to the finish line uh, at, at tackle throughout the year. Uh, wasn't it Roquan Smith that was kind of tugging at his collarbone or his? Uh, uh, shoulder last night was either him or Roquan Smith. One of them looked like they got kind of a little dinged up, uh, yesterday. Uh, no way do I play anybody of value that I can get, mm-hmm. get away from if I'm playing a Steelers team, uh, in, 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 a meaningless game in week 18, the Steelers can have the win for all I care. I want, I want that number seed by week and, and come out of that, uh, uh, bye week, you know, as healthy as I can possibly be.
0: For a team that's lost Lamar Jackson each of the last two seasons, and this led to collapses, how would you ever rationalize? Could you imagine playing Lamar in a meaningless Week 18? He gets hurt, and you know you lose because of that in the playoffs. I mean, that's almost fireball on its face. So I, I just cannot see that happening.
1: Well, it's it's it, it's going whether it's uh, preseason or meaningless game finale. It's going to be over examined. Based on the results.
0: Sure, of course. But I think even just going into that game, I just don't think you can justify playing your guys. And especially, oh, I, I'm tomorrow. with you. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. Uh, Jose says, Jose, maybe. I'm not sure on the pronunciation. Apologize. But says, How long is a Landon out this week? We know that. Beyond that, not quite sure, but would not be surprised if he does not return this regular season.
1: Uh, here's the thing, at least, uh, on the surface, what came out of Mike Thomas mouth, it seemed to be a lot more positive than what I thought it was going to be coming out of that game. Uh, cause he used the word snake bitten, right? You know, so, uh, look, I'll tell you what, we'll have a gauge by Saturday at four o'clock, right? Because if he's going to IR, then, then that's when he would go to IR. That's if they true. Think, if if they think he can, if they think that this is a one or two week injury, then he won't go go uh, go to IR by four o'clock on Saturday.
0: Right. I mean, I guess. Yeah, you're right, Over. I mean, if you if you were on IR, could you come back in playoffs if you missed just a couple postseason games? Theoretically, is that how that works for the playoffs?
1: I don't remember how. I, mean, I think once you go on IR, you got to miss. Four, four games, right, right, right. But you could uh, still
0: come back in the even, you know, playoff games. Like if they went to count. the Super Bowl right. or
1: something, yeah, right. yeah, you, can,
0: you yeah. can do that and get activated. And not that I'm saying that's going to happen. I'm just trying to map this thing out. Um, yeah, I don't know if he'll go on IR, but I still don't know if you're going to see him next two weeks. I mean, he just may miss the next two weeks, and you know, they don't need the spot; they may just kind of hold on to him.
1: Well, here's the thing: if they don't beat Seattle, <laughs> you're
0: probably not going to see him against Baltimore. Yeah, that's also true because your season's over, and just let him get healthy and rest in the right. offseason. season. Uh happy holidays uh, says David O, happy holidays to you as well. And thank you for always hanging out here and producing some great articles, great perspective articles and helping out with the Friday 5 on the site. Mark Miller says what percentage would you give the Steelers of making the playoffs and winning a game? I'm saying 35% of making it and 20% of winning a game. I really don't know on percentages. Winning a game maybe lower than that. Depends on the matchup obviously. Health of the team, how they look the final two weeks. you know, presumably good if they get in the playoffs, but I, I don't know overall they're not high obviously well
1: look you look at uh, all the models the New York Times and uh, NFL.com and the FBI they're all somewhere in between like what 13 and 18 percent or something like that uh, it feels and this is recency bias uh, it feels like it's higher than that I, I mean, agree. look the 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 Jaguars are going through it with uh, Trevor Lawrence right now. Uh, who are the Texans? Who are the Colts? The the good thing is the Raiders are have have still got a reason to play uh, for something this week against the Colts, uh, the Texans, and the uh, Colts. Obviously, in the season against each other, so. You know, obviously, n- none of this matters unless the Steelers uh, 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 win out here. But uh, I like their, ch- I like their chances at least in Seattle. I don't, mean, I don't think that anybody can come out right now and unequivocally say, "I guarantee you, the Steelers are not going to win in Seattle against the Seahawks." I mean, I, I, you know, uh, there'll be people that think, "Oh, I don't think they're going to win." Okay, that's fine. But I mean, would you bet your house on it? Uh, would be my question. So within all that, based on who they need to lose and the situations with all those teams from health standpoints and how they, how they've been playing. It feels like it's higher. I would say off top of my head, 28% chance.
0: 28. There you go. Yeah. I think maybe a third. I I, I think you're right. The path to get to the playoffs is not that crazy, especially Baltimore has the one seed locked up and you, you know, not that you're guaranteed to win that game, but your odds of course increase if you beat Seattle. So Maybe a third to go to the playoffs and then win a game. You know, we'll see who the opponent is, maybe 10, 15 percent, uh, something like that. Now,
1: All as right. far as winning winning a playoff game, I you know it, I, it depends on who and what, when, where, you know.
0: Yeah. Lou says, happy holidays, guys. I have a question for the both of you where your answers may differ. Do you believe quarterbacks record is more important than the stats? Thank you. That's one of those old debates, you know. Quarterback wins is that a team stat, a quarterback stat, all that kind of stuff. Where do you come in on stats versus results in terms of wins and losses?
1: I come in and I come in on what does the tape say? Yeah,
0: you took the third door there, and I agree.
1: Yeah, I took the I took the back door uh, <laughs> there, because uh, look, and I people people most of you listening in in, in the chat room there, I love advanced analytics. Uh, absolutely love it, but they, they can, they can lie to you at times as well, too. Uh, the, the tape don't lie, you know, so, uh, I don't, I don't give a crap about the wins, uh, other, you know, now look, I I will state this. It is good to, and one of the redeeming qualities that Kenny Pickett has at this point in his young career, some of those fourth quarter, uh, comebacks and wins. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, that. You know, you're not going to get that every week in the NFL from from you know from any quarterback every every single week. So, uh, no, I, I wins is something. Wins is usually a byproduct over time of good tape,
0: right? And good stats in mm-hmm. most cases. Pittsburgh's kind of been a bit of an exception recently, but the overall, I, I think. Yeah, but your your tape with the adjusted net yards per passing attempt, because you love that as a really good love historical it. indicator
1: love it and and it's hard to go against it isn't it you
0: know right exactly I mean that that you can look at that you can look at that number and even before you watch the tape we'll have an idea of what kind of quarterback that is yep all right I'm, I'm basically in the same camp. I think if you're talking playoff wins you know then that has more weight to it obviously but in terms of pure wins and losses I think the stats will matter more and the tape matters most All right, Stephen Carpenter says this year's draft is loaded at quarterback. I hope they go after one early, but I feel like they won't. You're probably right about that, Stephen. 104 people here in the chat. We did break triple digits, so thank you guys. Really appreciate that. Please like, please subscribe, and check out the site, SteelersDepot.com. Michael O'Malley the third says the Mason miracle of Christmas was a dagger in the Steelers for years to come. Now Tomlin will get extended football purgatory as long as he is here. So Michael Upset. About okay. Mason playing well in the team winning, I think regardless, win or loss, Mike Tomlin's gonna was gonna return in twenty twenty four. I really don't think uh, he was gonna get fired.
1: Yeah, I feel that way as well too. And you know, we're not gonna tell that fellow how to feel.
0: Yeah, some people have, are on my timeline again. I'm seeing comments. They want this team to lose. They want the better draft pick. They assume no Super Bowl run is possible, and that's likely true. Me personally. I just am happy when they win. Life is better when Pittsburgh wins. I know this team's not going to go hoist a Lombardi, but I'm just happy to get victories. All right, let's see. Next question comes from Mike Adesso. If the Steelers were to bring back Pat P next year and play him at safety, would he be best a strong safety or maybe in KZ role as third safety and at free safety? Also, they would have to rework the contract, right? I don't think they would have to rework the contract. I mean, considering where they are cap-wise and without any big pending free agents, um... I think he could be on that contract.
1: I uh, Here's the thing, and it goes back to the first part of the question. He's If he's going to play safety in the NFL, it's going to be more in a center field role.
0: Yeah, he's not I'm a strong not, safety.
1: Right. He's not a strong safety. Well, you got somebody else there to, <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that has that role when he's healthy uh, there. Uh, are you going to pay him uh, to be a backup and not play special teams, that kind of money? No, I don't think you are.
0: Right, he could come back as a starting corner and kind of have a role similar to what he had prior to all the safeties getting hurt. You could. Uh, he's played pretty well since play, the first month of the season. better
1: as of late, yes. Yes, he has. Uh, uh, that's going to be an interesting decision uh, when it comes. He's another one. Doesn't he have a uh, roster
0: bonus due? I believe so, yes. I, I'm feeling pretty confident he will return. I didn't have that answer the first four weeks of the year. But I think Tomlin loves him, loves the veteran presence. He's shown his versatility. I have an article in the morning coming out on Patrick Peterson, the many hats that he's worn, especially in recent weeks. Um, the numbers are more positive. So I, I think he's going to return, especially with Levi Wallace being a free agent, probably not going to come back. Um, I am not. I don't have much of a doubt that Peterson will be in uniform for the 2024, at least, training camp.
1: Uh, he's got a March... Seventeenth roster bonus of three million, and his base salary is three point eight million. So it's uh, six point eight five million uh, is what he's scheduled to earn. That's not uh, that's not killer from a pay standpoint. You know, obviously his cap number higher because you got a pro, uh, the other year a prorated uh, roster bonus in there. But all that would do is turn dead, you know, dead mm-hmm. money if if you cut him. So uh, here's the way to look at him. Uh, uh Right now, as we sit here today, has he played well enough to earn six point eight five million dollars in 2024? And and within that, uh, can he at least start the season and maybe give you a half a season as a starter and help uh, toodle, to do? tutelage to uh, Joey, Joey Porter Jr. into his second year. And who knows, maybe, maybe Mm -hmm. another young 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 corner uh, on, on, on top of that. That's earning some of that six point eight eight five million uh instead of hidden yardage, hidden leadership.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I think because they need to draft a corner and so have Peterson right. take him in, under his wing for a year. And then if you're, I mean, you know, Peterson has become a pretty versatile guy. And so if you dump him, you got to find somebody that can do that. And that'd be three straight years from sure. Sutton to Peterson to the next guy. And that, you know, those guys don't grow on trees necessarily. So, and you
1: could still subpackage him as after he you know if if you had somebody kind of overtake him on that on the other side there. so right. uh, so once again, i I think, and this is a you know whoever su- suggested that Mike. question, uh, Mike, uh, uh, kudos to you because I think if you if you uh, take your fan hat off and put on kind of your general manager hat, and if you look at this in a vacuum the way way we just did there and look at it as, uh, six point eight five million dollars. Is, is, is what you'd pay him. And if you deem he's played well enough in these last couple of months and, and can at least give you that at the start of the season. And then you get the benefit of him co- being able to continue to, uh, uh, tutor, uh, Porter and, and, you know, whoever else comes onto the roster and, you know, you hope to maybe get Corey Trice back mm-hmm. running around, uh, here in, 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 2024. I think if you boil it all down that way, Ah, uh, you can make a good argument of 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 to keep him past. And look, you're gonna have to make a decision on by by the right. middle of March there, because once you pay him that three million dollar roster bonus, you know, odds are you're gonna keep him.
0: Right. And and before he moved to safety, he had not been playing a ton of outside corner. He'd been playing a lot of the slot work and really more of an every down role and nickel packages um and with porter now shadowing the top receiver peterson is not responsible for covering jamar chase half the time you know that's now a porter job so he's kind of you're able to hide that's probably one reason why his numbers are a bit better than they were to start the season so all that being said where i sit today i'd be pretty shocked if he did not return
1: now look uh first six games into the season <laughs> might have got a different answer
0: sure sure you know, but but, but to,
1: to uh, I, I, yeah i i think you know, and, and showing that uh, versatility because look, you could have some fun with him in, in some sub package situations moving on into next year with a healthy Minka, uh, and 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 putting him and you know m- maybe you have another corner emerge on the other side over there, whoever that may be. You could have some fun with some rotations there.
0: Oh yeah, I mean that's that was their intent, and they didn't really get to do that early in the season. That's partly why I think he struggled, but you know, the role has been a bit necessitated by the injuries, but I think he's looked good. And, and I think he's a really sharp guy and a leader, a veteran presence in that locker room. He just, he helps you out in a lot of ways. All right. Uh, thief says, do you have an analysis of how much better Mason was than Kenny against the Bengals? Seems like the big difference was a drop by Deontay and a huge yak played by Pickens. Yeah. I mean, Pickett played well in that Bengals game. They didn't finish enough drives and that was partly, you know, stuff out of Pickett's control Deontay not finishing that, the, you know, debatable ruling by the official, the fumble, the next play, those types of things. But, I mean, it, it's worth remembering that Pickett played one of his best games, if not his best game ever, against the Bengals in Week 12. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I mean, you just didn't hit the deep ball, as you're referencing there, and then the Pickens, the act play, those types. The, the Steelers finished the drives in Week 16. They did not finish in Week 12. That's the the difference.
1: You know what they did? Hmm. Scored points.
0: The old Mac Canada line scored points. They did.
1: They did. Scored more points.
0: They certainly did. All right, what else do we have here? Another about twenty minutes with you guys. JJ Walker says if the Steelers go with Mason going forward, is that sending a clear message about how they feel about Kenny? What do they do next year at quarterback if this is the case? Yeah, that's that's kind of the big question. That's why I thought, you know, it's it's gonna be hard to that's why Tomlin's utilizing kind of the cover of the injury because if Pickett is healthy and we know that he's healthy, and he's kind of been declared healthy, and he's not starting, that leads to a lot of offseason questions.
1: And there's already going to be that anyway uh, if this thing goes down. Uh, even even using the Pickett injury as sort of a, a, a lean-to here. You know, there's still going to be a little bit uh, of that uh, overall Uh, uh, question about what they think about Kenny Pickett. Uh, Now, look, if Mason Ruta goes out there and has another game similar to or if not better uh, than than, you know, against the Seahawks and he did against the Bengals, there's and there's no damn way he doesn't start the finale. He's he's your starter until. Uh, otherwise uh, there. And then, then really the questions are going to start at Mm -hmm. that point uh, uh, moving forward there. Uh, I still think, and I said this on the podcast the other day, uh, you know, look, number one, I don't, I don't envy being in this situation because you are, you are going to get different angles and narratives picked at uh, either way in this. Uh, And it, it's a no-win-win win situation unless you win, really. And even mm-hmm. then, there's still going to be people that going to question, well, what What does this mean about Kenny Pickett uh, moving forward here? Uh, but I think when you boil this all down, you 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 owe it to the team, the organization, and everything to what's best for this next game right now.
0: And again, you can get away publicly with the framing of Pickett either isn't healthy enough to play or he doesn't have enough reps to be comfortable playing as a young second-year guy. So you can use that for a week. You can't use it for week 18, I don't think. Then you have to decide who's your best quarterback and kind of declare that. This week you can you can sell it enough that people will buy it.
1: Yeah, and, and if you lose, then it's a lot easier to go back once again to Pickett in the finale.
0: Right. And if they, but if they win and Rudolph plays well, as you said, then you're in, you can't avoid this, this story,
1: right? had the students <laughs> a little inside joke but everybody we pay attention to the the, 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 the media side of things and when they release the uh, uh, one of the monumental things that we always track during the week is usually ahead of every Mike Tomlin press conference The uh, you get the weekly game release from, uh, from the PR department and I'm sure you've all seen that it's very informative it's like I don't know like 80 pages a lot of it's duplicate stuff with only the new stats added to it and all but within that every week is the uh, updated depth chart now as a whole do, do, do those depth charts matter on 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 a week-to-week basis I mean they change when it's obvious that the things have changed on the field uh, usually mm-hmm. but the curious thing about this I just pulled it up right now they have not released the, mm-hmm. <laughs> they have not released the week 17 game release yet and I I wonder if that's because they don't want, they don't want to have to have the depth chart out there. Not, but they're not, think, changed, they're not gonna
0: change. They're not going to change Pickett's okay. status. I don't think.
1: Okay, yeah, but even if they don't, right? I mean, I, I'm not expecting them to either. But that would create, that would create conversation and and people jumping on both sides of the fence.
0: Probably. All, all but,
1: right, tell, tell. Give me a mm-hmm. good reason why they have not. <laughs> I don't. This, I don't know. This, this, the holiday
0: uh, holiday hangover.
1: Okay, all right.
0: I mean, do this you thing, you expect this when, thing? If this
1: thing goes up at midnight,
0: <laughs> <laughs> at the two thirty one a.m. depth chart no. release. Um, but you expect Kenny Pickett to be listed as a starting quarterback on this depth chart whenever it is released, correct?
1: Yes, and if asked about that in the next press conference, he he could just pawn it off. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, you know, I got a lot of things on my plate. You know, I I didn't get around to updating it.
0: Well, the just good thing. To, his next presser won't be until after the game. So it'd be less of a question or more of a question, potentially, I guess, depending on how Mason Rudolph does.
1: That's the silly stuff that we look at. Yeah. That's just
0: the, the the nerdiness that is Steelers Depot. And that's why you guys are here and we guys love you for it. All right. What else do we have here from the question and from the comment side of things? Um, Less of a question, but we'll read the comment anyway. Anthony says, trade up and draft Michael Penix Jr. Kenny Pickett's decision-making and reading his progressions based off of coverage are not good enough to stay consistent. So we'll have plenty of time this offseason to discuss all the quarterback talk that I'm sure will come up. It may not matter much, but it'll certainly be discussed.
1: There's going to be a lot of it moving forward. O- a lot of people
0: talking about it. Russ Obenstein, our friend, says, do you guys think the Ravens are winning the Super Bowl? Who do you think is a Super Bowl favorite right now, Dave?
1: Oh, boy, before last night. Uh, I would have, I would have probably told you San Francisco, but to see what uh, happened in that game against the Ravens there, look, I've said it and I've got it out there on Twitter since about the middle part of the season. Is there one team that's absolutely dominant in the AFC right now? If there was one right now, it would probably be the Ravens,
0: right? How could it not after that? Uh,
1: And in the, and on the NFC side of things, I think it's, uh, potentially the 49ers and maybe the Cowboys, but even the Cowboys have shown that they, they, they're vulnerable and 49ers showed that showed they're vulnerable. Uh, look, the, the chiefs aren't the chiefs this year in, in the AFC, especially on the offensive side of the ball, Miami has their moments, but then they come out and, you know, have, have games like they've had a couple of times, uh, uh, this season here, uh, if I were if I were to, at least where it comes to the AFC, it, it's hard to bet against Baltimore just based off what's happened recently.
0: It's hard to find a weakness in that team. I'm trying to rack my brain. Coaching, offense, defense, special teams, I mean, they are as solid and as well-rounded as anybody. I think San Francisco probably right about up there, but Baltimore obviously proved they appear to be the better team last night.
1: Man, Lamar Jackson's so damn dangerous, man extending the plays, you know, hey, mm-hmm. that's, that's tough, you know, and look, they don't have Mark Andrews and, you know, their receivers are at, at times a bit questionable, but, uh, and then look at, look at the running back situation now too, you know, yeah, they're still getting it Keith done. Mitchell.
0: Right. I mean, I think the weaknesses, the, will the weight of the injuries eventually catch up to them, but obviously it has not so far. All right. What else do we have here as um, we get through next Fifteen or so minutes here of the live stream. Let's see. Joey Jr. says, Alex and Dave, could you imagine if Mason Rudolph goes got us to the playoffs and won a game with a bunch of prayer oh. emojis? You know, good problem, good problems to have overall. I'll take that, Joey Jr.
1: Yeah, that's uh that would be once again, you're 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 already going to be in that realm about talking about the quarterback, and that's not going to go away. Mm-hmm. If you get in a situation where not only do you get into the playoffs, but you win a playoff game with Mason Rudolph, that's another layer of the onion that's that, that that's it's going to be talked about there. And you can bet your damn sweet you know what that Mason would want a little bit more money,
0: yeah. <laughs> <For> a <laughs> uh, lot more money
1: you know uh uh uh, to come back and all like that or at least you know he's going to be willing to shop himself like he did last off season you know look this is a big every game is a big game right now for mason rudolph i mean that one against cincinnati could could have ended his pretty much ended his career if it didn't go well you know Right, right uh and now now he's got you know uh what looks like not, at least another chance. I mean, w- what if it goes South again on him, you know, God forbid uh, on, on Sunday against the, against the Seahawks, it's going to be, ah, that was just a one game. Right. It was the Bengals. You know, it, it was Alex's post. Why can't they play the Bengals every week? You mm-hmm. know? So he's, he's still got a lot to, pre- he's got a, every game. Uh, obviously is not only important for the Steelers at this point, but it's uh, critically important for, for Mason Rudolph and, and, and his future. Cause he might be, yeah, it might be, it might have to uh, make sure the locks and all still work on that treehouse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Someone might take that treehouse if uh, things mm-hmm. don't go too well. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's gonna he's confident in himself, and I say this a little tongue in cheek, but it almost would have would have been better for him if he didn't start this game. It just had that one great game against the Bengals, True. and just put that tape out there to to t- for agency. But obviously, if he can stack good plays and victories, then that price goes on up. All right, let's go back to the questions here. Jarrett C. says, Broderick Jones has been horrible in pass pro since being kicked out to right tackle. I don't understand why the Steelers trade up to draft him. But we're still giving Dan Moore starting reps. It makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, Jones has struggled, especially, as Jarrett says, in pass protection. The run blocking's still been pretty good. You know, you just heard Kevin Dotson make those comments about, you know, they moved me from right guard to left guard, and it wasn't my natural spot was right guard. I'm better, you know, because I'm right guard. There's probably a valid question there about is is it happening again with Broderick Jones?
1: Right, it's a fair question. Yeah, especially when the past in the past protection department.
0: I think the answer to that, the best that I can give, at least, I think you're it's, it's a valid and fair critique. And you know, In the off season, you probably want to shift that guy over, but right. a, a, they want their best run blockers on the field. That's Dan Moore and, and Broderick Jones. They're still a run-oriented, run-central and centric-type team, and Dan Moore cannot play right tackle, so Jones has to really step up and do that, and a core four is below-average run blocker. Um, and again, Moore not being able to play right tackle, you can't flip them like that so they just want the run blockers and more cemented to left tackle that kind of leaves them with with Jones at right tackle
1: and he's had more tape on him as it goes so uh, that gives these uh, uh, other pass rushers mm-hmm. and defensive coordinators a, a better idea of how to attack his weaknesses especially on that side
0: exactly Steelers fan 2077 says, any word on Keanu Neal? No update from Mike Tomlin today. I imagine if he had a chance to come back, he would have probably been mentioned the way Elijah Riley was last week, but we'll see by tomorrow if he gets activated before practice and that window opens, I should say, then there's your answer. If not, then I assume he's not going to play this week or have a chance to even practice this week.
1: Yeah, I guess uh, stay tuned until four o'clock tomorrow. Yep.
0: David Kapoor says is Mason Rudolph the veteran leader this offense needs he knows the Steelers way joy thanks and love to the most excellent Steelers depot crew thank you David for the kind words um
1: Mike Tomlin had some uh you know glowing comments about Mason's you know, not unexpected. I mean, what's he going to say? No, he's not a great leader. You know, <laughs> uh, but I, I think the way he he phrased it with 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 Mace. look, Mason, it's not the first time he's been under center and 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 been in this situation. You know, I, I was just thinking earlier today. I'm going down a rabbit hole here. Uh, look, squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: uh,
1: you know, his his first NFL snap was against the Seahawks, wasn't it?
0: Oh yeah, that's right. That the game that Ben got hurt in week two, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Isn't it kind of weird mm. how these things cycle. Is funny. <laughs> cycle, cycle back around. Uh, back, back to the question there. I mean, uh, look, he's he's obviously been to the bottom, bottom floor of the ship at this point, right? You know, mm-hmm. and overall, and, and to go out in free agency and this year, and and not even really seemingly get a whiff and. Uh, I mean, I, I, I bet some questions did go through his head, you know, uh, questioning himself and all like that. I I think as a whole through all of this, uh, and obviously he's not a guy that the media now runs to, or, or hadn't been a guy that the media runs to every week, you know, up until uh, now, because he's, he's a number three quarterback. Uh, I think he's handled himself well throughout all this.
0: Oh yeah. I think so too. I think he's been able to lead by his actions, his preparation, staying involved, being a true professional throughout all this time and being essentially inactive from an on-field standpoint the last two seasons. He's also, if you think about it, Dave, one of the longest tenured current Steelers. The only guys that have been around longer than him are who? TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, and Chris Boswell. And a core of four came in in the same class with him. I, I think that's that's it in terms of the order of the longest tenured Pittsburgh Steelers. So, some value in that in being in that building for longer than you know 50 of those guys um so that, that probably helps as well let
1: me see if i can find anybody let's say you name tj watt
0: mm-hmm. uh core
1: then mason rudolph uh yeah i think you're right
0: yeah so it's kind of crazy to think about that he's one of the longest tenured maybe one of the longest ten was that a I think a always tweets that every couple times a year. The longest tenured Pittsburgh sports players, he's probably up there. Rudolph is at this point, so kind of crazy to think about. All right, let's see. Don't bug me, says. Hey, Alex, what did Sta- uh, Santa bring you for Christmas? Oh, what did I get? Um, this like little, it's in the shape of the Keystone State of, of PA. Steelers little plaque thing I put on my wall. Uh, a new kitchen faucet because my uh, Current one is half broken, and uh, Dave Bryan got me a really cool massage gun, which I've been using the heck out of. I, I really like it.
1: And you got popcorn,
0: and popcorn, yeah, from the popcorn girl. Am I advertising yeah, that popcorn correctly? Girl, yeah. yeah, very good stuff over over overall there. So um, no sponsorship, but check it out all the same. All right, what else do we have here? Jared says happy holidays to all the Depot crew and loyal fans. Benton and Joy Porter. Uh, have been contributing nicely on defense, logging quality snaps. Who's the defensive rookie of the year in your minds at this point? Who's who is going to win that Joe Green award for the, the top rookie of this class?
1: Yeah, I think right now it's got to be Joey Porter yeah, Jr., right?
0: I think so. But Benton, is we've sung his praises consistently.
1: Mm-hmm. Look, I, the whole rookie class as a whole, I mean, you can't be disappointed with it, you know? Uh, it's unfortunate. Obviously what happened to Corey Trice, you didn't get to see him and, you know, Spencer Anderson's been, uh, at least he's getting a helmet every week. He's not obviously not on the field playing any snaps, so you can't evaluate that. But you mean, you're talking about a late round guy, uh, anyway, but, uh, when you talk about, uh, top to bottom, the first, you know, what, uh, four or five picks that, that actually play, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I, I, you got to be happy with this with this class.
0: Yeah, and not only where they're at now, but I think where they'll hopefully be next year. Now you can't assume second year jumps. You know, we didn't see that with you know Pickett. Unfortunately, for a variety of reasons, has not made that jump. Pickens has been you know hit and miss, and Lial has just been oh, people have already forgotten about the Marvin Lial here, Dave. I mean, it's kind of one of the larger, I would one of the larger busts of the last couple of years in Pittsburgh. I get probably. Well, I-
1: I tell you, it, it's unfortunate, and we tra- we tracked all that weekly going into this. Why, you know, uh, his, his sort of decline, especially as, as Cameron Hayward started to come back and see the film. Then Montravius Adams uh, came back. He he wouldn't have hardly seen the field any talking about DeMarvin Leal, mm-hmm. Um uh, uh, had those guys not got injured there, but now that those, those guys are back, it, be, it, it became, well, who's going to get the, get the helmet between him and louder And then obviously, uh, Liao and him flipped and flopped uh, the, the last couple of games there. Uh, and now look, we haven't seen the all 22 from the, uh, from the game against the Bengals still has not dropped yet, but there's enough TV tape out there. I thought Loudermilk represented himself well enough, uh, in that game, just on the TV tape alone. It's hard to imagine him not getting a helmet against Seattle now, which means Leal probably barring it, there, somebody being on the injury report that we didn't expect. It's hard to envision Leal not being inactive again uh, against Seattle uh, uh, at, at, at this point. And, that's, and you're talking about a third round pick who's seemingly falling out of favor now.
0: Right, I don't know what, how he fits in the system, and you know he's kind of a base we end, had, that, we had that
1: We had a, what was all our discussions during the off season about what is he, you know, mm-hmm. and how is he going to be used? And then we got into the combine, and and Omar said, "Well, we're just going to continue to to lean on that athleticism and that versatility, and you know, and then fast forward to where we are now. To me, they don't, they still don't know uh,
0: how to use him." I agree, you know. Yeah, and as a, he's, an, he's an athlete, but he's not a pass rusher. He's not put that together, and that's really limited his role and usefulness. I, I'm getting over my skis here. We're, we're running low on time. I want to get to some more questions, and, and I, I've i not fully thought this out, but has Pittsburgh in some sense put too much stock on guys who were really good in college for one season? Liao had kind of one year. He regressed his senior year at A&M. Pickett had that one big year at Pitt. Maybe some other examples I'd have to kind of go through the list, but I wonder if they're kind of banking on one year of production a little too often
1: yeah I think we'd have to look at that positionally sure. and I mean there's there's a lot of lenses I think to to, to look at that in you yeah. know because generally when we look at wide receivers you and I headed sure. a draft there was that whole hundred uh, catch mark you know mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that 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 they tend to like and then a lot of the other things sometimes one of my biggest questions Kind of criticism uh, uh, at this point is be you know do they rely sometimes too much on the measurable aspect of things? Sure, you know
0: they they overcorrected when they missed on Jarvis Jones because they realized the measurables or the you know, and the testing really you know was his true indicator. What I would say is I think in the long history of the last decade, twenty years, they've looked at guys with complete bodies of work in college and at certain positions more so than others, receiver, running back, certainly. I wonder if in recent years, though, they've kind of maybe honed in too much on the one-year production and trying to recreate that magic that maybe we just was there for one season.
1: And not only that, the conference that they play in.
0: Sure, pedigree. I mean, pedigree has not changed. I mean, right. They don't—they draft power five and basically only power five, at least in the top rounds. All right, a couple minutes left. Let's get through as many questions as we can. But one comment, Matt Boatwright, best Steelers podcast in the world. Merry Christmas. Listen to every episode, the longer the better. So, he loves the two hour <laughs> episodes that we do, especially on Fridays. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Uh,
0: the Joe, or excuse me, X, the Joe RF. Hey, Alex, looking forward a little bit. What's your thoughts on Herbig sliding into an inside linebacker role next season? He's too good and has such a high motor to keep on the bench moving forward. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it a lot, and I think Herbig has proven myself wrong that you know he, he can play on the edge. We'll see. We'll see what happens to Marcus Gold. There may be a chance there for more reps if Golden does not return and Herbig just becomes kind of the de facto number three. He's played well at outside backer, though. He's really made, you know, on a per-snap per basis, his, his production is kind of ridiculous. So we'll see. Maybe he does both, but he's playing well on, on the edge.
1: Look, I was, I was right there with Alex. Both of us were wondering if this is a guy that was going to stay on the outside. And even through Herbig's own omission in the pre-draft process, he wondered if he'd have to move, uh, inside. And obviously when you look at the Steelers and measurables and look at Herbig's measurables alone compared to, uh, the percentiles and all like that, uh, there wasn't a lot to, to, uh, to, to look forward to thinking that he'd be able to buck that, but, uh, he is showing up when he's on the field at outside linebacker. It's it's undeniable, and even sometimes against a run, which is one of the bigger concerns against uh, there. And you would think he's going to going to get smarter and stronger uh, in that aspect. So now at this point, after thinking that this guy, uh, you know, as a rookie, was going to uh, shift in inside almost uh, immediately, uh, I'm I'm 180 out other way. I'll be surprised if they move him from the outside at this point.
0: I think you're right. I think they'll, they're they going to try edge and use him as an edge guy as long as they can, maybe change him up a little bit. He actually had one snap as an off-ball linebacker in this Bengals game. They ran a, a one-down lineman front for, I believe, the first time all season, just Montrevious Adams at nose tackle, and Herbig was an extra linebacker that came on playing off-ball. So a little small wrinkle, obviously, but I, I think he's going to be primarily an edge. Uh, the Rattlesnake Ranch mentioning Christian Kuntz, by the way. Did he come in in 2017? he was kind of here and he was in camp and then he left and outside linebacker a long snapper. So maybe Koontz was there a year before, but maybe he was gone for a year. Um, so maybe technically from an unbroken standpoint, longest tenured without leaving or being released, but Kuntz has you know been around for a little bit as well. so good acknowledgement of that. Uh, Josh Miller two dollars super chat says who's your MVP this year? Happy holidays all. That's a good question. After last night's game, I think the scales have tipped towards Lamar. Um, have Purdy in the running, and Christian McCaffrey is kind of your top guys. I I, I would go conventional. Though. I would say Lamar Jackson.
1: Uh, what's the question again?
0: Your MVP this year. Boy, it's league hard to MVP. deny
1: what, uh, especially after that game the other night. I mean, last night. You know.
0: I assume it's league MVP. You didn't specify Steelers or who's your, who's your Steelers MVP? Do you think TJ Watt? Yeah, TJ Watt. Yeah, Fair. Quick uh, discussion there. Alright, let's get to maybe one or two more questions. And really appreciate you guys hanging out with Dave and I. We'll have an archive version of this on Steelers Depot in just a little bit. If I can find just one or two more. Uh, Joey Jr., Alex, and Dave, so what needs to happen to get the Steelers in the playoffs as of now? There's a couple different paths. The, the cleanest and I think most realistic is Pittsburgh wins out and essentially root for the oh. AFC South who aren't the Titans to lose. You want jacksonville to lose and you want the colts and uh, the texans they play each other week 18 so someone will win and someone will lose barring a tie um but essentially the colts and texans not getting the 10 wins and jacksonville losing at least one of their next two games and pittsburgh winning out that gets pittsburgh in the playoffs
1: yeah uh and I think we said the cleanest path is, is Jaguars, but I mean obviously, as, as, as if you you want a group root against, uh, just just root against Jacksonville, uh, the Colts, and the Texans this week. Right.
0: Yeah. There are other ways for this to happen if Buffalo were to lose out and that kind of stuff, and you know if there were ties, you throw all that kind of stuff in there as well. But realistically, this seems to be the, the most likely path to do it
1: and 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 it is that because you cannot finish if it gets in any tiebreaker situations uh with the Jaguars, the Texans or the colts uh you lose the head to head uh with them so you cannot finish uh uh with the same record with them if you hope to get a spot over one of those three teams
0: right, but we know. The Colts and Texans cannot both finish with ten wins, right? right because they are right. even eight if and they seven. tie,
1: right? They, they, even if they tie, they can They cannot get to both of those teams cannot get to ten
0: wins. So if Pittsburgh can win out. They're going to jump at least one of those two teams, right? And then if they can jump Jacksonville as well, if they win, if they only finish the year with nine and eight, then Pittsburgh is going to get in because you said somebody's going to have to win the South. That's going to take up that that four spot or whatever and open up a wildcard spot again.
1: Right. That's, that's the important thing to recognize, too. Somebody's got to win the South.
0: Yeah, and they're all trying to lose it, but someone's going to have to win it. All right, I think we are maybe just out of time here. One last question really quickly from Sydney. Any thoughts on Andy Weidel in the Washington Commander's GM position? Uh, I, by think the, yeah. right yeah, I think it's
1: just speculation right now. I think it's idle, idle speculation right now.
0: Although I imagine they're going to look for a new GM, and, and Weidel could get some looks. I don't know. We'll see how the season plays out for Pittsburgh. But you talk about some guys that may— exit, it might be vital. I could see Grady Brown, the DB's coach, getting some DC looks around the league. It's going to be a lot of head coach and GM openings this year, Dave, so there's going to be a lot of guys getting interviewed. All right, Dave, we're going to wrap things up there. Appreciate all you guys stopping by. Really good turnout tonight. Happy to talk about a win for once and have some some merriment and some cheer around this holiday season so you guys can check out an archived version of this live stream over on Steelers Depot in just a little bit. Appreciate you guys being here and Dave Bryan, as always, thank you for being here as well.
1: All right. Thank you for putting it on, and thank you everybody for uh, showing up and listening and asking some great questions. And hope everybody has a great rest of the holiday. Peace and love.
0: And we'll see you in the new year, I guess. And I think after the season ends, I think it'll be the calendar. So by the time we talk to you guys on a stream Happy again, new year. it'll be a new year. And will Pittsburgh have more games to play, or will their season be done?